So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure your photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast where we teach you how to grow your photography business if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog posts check out sixfigurephotography.com now here's your host ben hartley Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 44 of the Six Figure Photography Podcast. My name is Ben Hartley. On today's episode, we have with us Christy Dickerson from Start Planner. We're going to be talking all things organization and goal orientation. This is the stuff, though, that has allowed us at Style Story Creative, the photography studio I run, uh, to to scale and build our business as rapidly as we have, has been goal setting, has been productivity, has been organization, and it's it's, it's such a critical thing to talk about. About as as we're discussing uh, business growth and development, uh, it might sound slightly boring to talk about organization, uh, but believe me, Christy and I, uh, we really have a great conversation that will help you guys and give you direct strategies and implementation. And so, I'm going to stop talking. We're going to jump right in and chat with Christy. Hey, Christy, thank you so much for joining the SFP podcast. How are you, dear? I'm great, and you? Man, I am so good. We look, I think it's actually because we just cleaned up the office space. And so you know how this goes. I'm like in, I'm in this environment that everything feels brand new. It feels like I just rented a whole new building at this point. You can think so much clearer, right? Yes, exactly. I can think so much clearer. Uh, Christy, whereabouts are you, girl? I am in Atlanta. Actually, I'm about 40 minutes north of Atlanta in Georgia. Okay, fantastic. It's always fun to kind of find out where uh, where we're talking from here. Look, um, we're going to jump right into this. I don't want to waste any time because really what we're talking about has a lot to do with time. It has a lot to do with time management and goals and accomplishing uh, these goals. But And so um, I want to give the audience some context uh, to you and Start Planner and and what you do and, and how you got into this. And to be quite honest, look, uh, I'm familiar with you and I'm familiar with the Start Planner, but I really don't know the origin story. And so can we rewind a little bit? Can you explain a little bit about how Start Planner came about and, um, and what you're up to in life? Uh, short version? Um, let's see. <laughs> how do we keep this short? So my background's finance. Um, I have a finance degree and I grew up with entrepreneurial parents. And my idea of success was to not be an entrepreneur. And I'm saying that here um, as a serial entrepreneur. But (laughs) I literally went to school with picking one of the hardest degrees with the goal of going corporate and trying to find an idea of success that what I thought my parents didn't have. Um, Met a boy. Doesn't every story kind of start that way? Um, Or a girl. 
Meta, yes, or the other way, yes, Meta Boy, <laughs> turned him down for a solid year, mm-hmm. finally gave in, got engaged three weeks after that, wow. got married three months after that. You uh, guys are on it, like rabbits. That's incredible. So, <laughs> so it's kind of, and I look back at my life and I think that when you know, you know, but it's also some of the best things that you can do is when you do it on impulse and you don't really think about it, you just start. Yeah. Um, so got married three months after we got married, my husband had a brain hemorrhage. He was 28 years old. And, um, we honestly didn't know what was going on. I left my corporate job to take care of him. He had his own business. He was an entrepreneur and I became a caregiver. Um, I became driving because he had seizures and he couldn't drive. I became, you know, my job was making sure I was managing appointments, medical files, and trying to find a solution. Mm -hmm. Found out he had a rare blood clotting disorder, found answers, which gave us some sort of normalcy. In the middle of this, I found out I was expecting, um, which was not planned. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes Mm -hmm. life kind of throws you curveballs that you're not kind of expecting. But looking back at that point in our life, I was in definitely a, a depressed state. And I think having that happen, it gave us something positive to focus on and gave me direction. Can you, um, can and, you rewind for a quick second? I, I need to unpack that statement a little bit more. So you yep. said you were in a depressed state, but having that happen gave you something to focus on life and some positivity. Can you explain that a little bit more? Um, I was functioning in anatomy. I was not really being productive. I wasn't really pushing my goals. I wasn't really trying to make me better. Um, I'm an avid person for health and exercising as part of productivity. I wasn't doing that. Um, I was socially isolating myself. I was depressed. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was just in this state of mind that I kind of thought I didn't want to plan anything because I didn't know how my future was going to look. Um, And I think that giving, you know, having that happen unexpected that it was, it gave me a direction, um, when I needed one. And when you say having that happen, the, the pregnancy or the, your husband's health complications. So I don't, uh, the pregnancy is what gave me direction. Um, it wasn't till I had my son picked up a camera and I fell in love with photography that Mm -hmm. I had a passion and I had recently gone through all of this really bad stuff. And I realized that life is short and (laughs) if you're going to do something and if you're going to spend every ounce of your day, and I think also when you become a parent, you know, this, when you become a parent, your time is so much more valuable. Mm -hmm. Nothing. If you're not a parent, your time isn't valuable, but there are opportunity costs. There's repercussions for how we spend every second of our day. Mm -hmm. Um, so I wanted to do something that I, that I loved. So I started a photography business. Um, and was this uh, weddings, portraits, where'd you kind of fall? Okay. So, I mean, every photographer, what, for the first three months, you do what? You, do <laughs> you shoot what? puppies and babies and everything in real estate <laughs> and your and your shoes. Yeah. Amen. So you shoot everything and then you figure out, okay, I don't love this. I hate this. And you figure out what you love. And I did wedding photography exclusively. Yeah. Um, I used my business knowledge, my business training and that background to apply to a business and um, it gave me purpose. Um, and I loved it. Like I, I feel like, you know, when you can find something that you love and you can find a way to succeed in it, like 
that is when you can really untap that true happiness. Um, so I did wedding photography for six years, mm-hmm. um, almost seven, and uh, started teaching entrepreneurs how to do the business side of it. I was kind of a weird person in the creative industry of someone with a finance degree. Um, so I started teaching really the business aspect of it and also teaching people how to be more productive and efficient. Yeah. Um, and I started a blog, you know, kind of created a following and really just sharing life. And I wanted to write a book. I know it sounded absolutely crazy, but I wanted to write a book and I was speaking at an upcoming conference and I reached out to a friend that's a graphic designer that lives on the opposite side of the country. And I told her about this book that I wanted to write called Start Balancing. And I shared all these ideas. And this was kind of like a, like a lifelong dream. And she was like, I love it. She was like, I want to one day create a planner. And she sent me over, um, you know, a screen. And I was like, Jenny, what if we combine my ideas with the book with these principles and apply it to a clean design, a beautiful planner that you can do. And that's kind of where start planner was born. It was not a plan. It was not in my plan. (laughs) Um, and that's where it kind of happened. We launched Start Planner. We're we're just under two years old. May will be our two year birthday, and um, we launched Start Planner within six months. We did over six figures, um, and we bootstrapped the entire thing. So we in- started a company that we invested zero dollars in. Yeah. Um, so, and it just caught on. I think it was it was good timing, and I think it was the right resources at the right time. Um, and, and combining our strengths. And then, you know, here we're, we're now figuring out now that we're growing, how do you capitalize that and how do you hire? And, you know, there's all (laughs) fun things that happen with that, with employees and, um, continue to grow lines and brands and making sure you're staying efficient. So that's kind of where we're at right now. Love it. Um, it's incredible. So two years and I, I mean, your growth has just been incredible and apart from the numbers and where you guys are at. I mean, I, I've seen, I've seen you Christy all over, uh, <laughs> in various, um, publications and articles, uh, Forbes and Huffington Post and wh- where else? I mean, it's just been really cool. We'll, we'll make sure we got links down below. Cause I've, I think it's just, it's, it's awesome to see. And so look, you jumped in, like you just said, this, this was no, like, uh, you were all in because one thing, by the way, you said, you kind of were like, yeah, it was good timing. The market was ready for all this stuff. But also, you kind of worked your ass off. <laughs> oh, let's not, let's not discount. And I, I totally, I think that one of my strengths, which is also a weakness of mine, I feel like if you look at it in a different way, is I go all in. Yeah. And I did with my marriage. I did with, you know, my businesses. And I did with, with, with Start Planner. There's a lot of struggle. Um, you know, work that's behind all of these successes. And yeah, I go all in. Yeah. So yeah, I just did um, an episode on commitment and, and committing to the, to the things that you want in life and, and go all in, but that can be terrifying, right? Like that reckless abandon can be, it's scary when you go all in. Um, can you talk a, a little bit about, um, you know, for the photographer who's listening and they're hearing this advice of like, of, of take that one thing that you want to accomplish and commit to it and go all in. How do you deal with the fear that's associated with that? Well, I think that I can approach that in two different ways. Um, number one, if you're a photographer, you're primarily a a solo entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Your biggest weakness is you. Mm -hmm. Um, I would encourage you to get a mentor or a business coach or someone that can see beyond what you can see. 
because it has been life-changing for me personally, working with a team as opposed to working by myself. Amen. I would have done so much more if I was not afraid. And I think also having a team and having a support system and having people that hold you accountable make you push yourself so much more. So if you are a solo entrepreneur, if you are a photographer and you're thinking, gosh, I wish I would have done that or what can I change this year? That's one thing that you can do this year is to get a business coach. It doesn't have to be something that you pay for. If you um, have a friend that's really solid in business or you meet once a month and just meet with another photographer and kind of set goals and, and how to make things happen, I think that's important is just having some sort of accountability. I think as as a photographer is listening to this, a super practical thing that I would encourage you to do is if if you're currently part time or you're working from home and you, you look, Christy, I have a studio here. There's two other full time photographers, and for some uh, of the listeners, I think that might feel like a pretty big step to and and hard to kind of ascertain how does that apply to me. But I think finding a co workspace or even creating one, like even going in on on a space together with your quote unquote competition, but just work working alongside other professionals. And here's the thing, other professionals, I think there's so much to be gained and so much to learn from other people who are outside of the photography business. Um, and I just, I'd heavily encourage that there's, uh, to be looking for some sort of space in your area. And if there isn't one, create it and create it. I, I, I can't agree more. I, I love it. And I completely agree. And not only creating a space, but you constantly have to be pushing yourself. And those are the people that's going to be pushing yourself, listening to podcasts, going to events, getting inspiration and learning from people that you can apply to your business and apply to your life to make you more efficient, to make you more productive, to be able to be the best version that you can be of yourself in the office and go home and be that best version of that person that you need to be at home. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we, we talk a lot about thrashing around here and just the constant change, the constant evolution. I think for a lot of photographers, um, it's there's, uh, again, going back to fear, I think we're scared of change. We don't know how to adapt to change, even when uh, the way that our brand grows, whether that be th- through social media, when Facebook went through its algorithm change and now Instagram um, and, and word of mouth, when things start shifting, we move to a new location. I think we kind of panic because we don't know how to deal with that change. And I want to encourage the listeners to begin to, rather than wait for change to be forced, upon you to start inviting it and start seeking it out every damn day. What can you change? What can you shift? How can you uh, readjust uh, and recalibrate to keep getting better and better? It's, it's, uh, I think it's a huge growth hack is to be looking for opportunities uh, for change. Um, how are you doing that right now, by the way? Can I ask that question? What, what are you up to? How are you growing? How are you changing? Um, so that book that, uh, I talked about and then I, we originally was the idea, I guess, behind start planner. Um, I'm writing that book. I'm 64% there as far as word count. Um, so it's, you know, it's been a huge mindset set change for me because my biggest weakness is writing. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, constantly looking to grow yourself and to change and put yourself out of that comfort zone is where you're going to grow and failing is where you're going to learn. Um, I think that I grew up with three brothers. Um, I'm in the middle of them and I'm very competitive. And I think that you have to be competitive. You have to not be cutthroat, but you have to, you know, and I know the whole thing is community over competition. I do. Community is part of your support group. 
but you have got to be competitive. Amen. You've got to understand. <laughs> you've got to understand where your market is, how you're going to get there, how you're. You got to be setting those budgets, those numbers. I mean, there's so much that, from a business perspective, if you're not competitive, you're not going to make it. Mm-hmm. And that's just how I feel. I think that your community can be a part of your support system. Um, like I said, but you've you've got to be willing to roll the sleeves up and get busy. Yeah, that's awesome. So I think too, as we're talking about change, I think even planning for the future changes that you're wanting to see in your business. Um, and this is really where Start Planner comes in. So um, man, we could talk about this from any direction. How important is planning I feel like I don't just want to say for your success. I feel like that's too broad. How important is planning towards your towards your happiness? I think that if you don't plan towards your happiness, um, number one, I think you have to set what that benchmark of happiness is. Yeah. I think for a lot of people, they don't stop and really think about that. You think of success, and how do you define that? Do you define it by fame? Do you define it by monetary? Mm-hmm. Do you define it by things do you, um, there's so many different ways to define it, but I like to say that you should define success as authentic happiness, the amount of self-awareness that you have and the amount of moments that you can be content and happy in being you. Um, so you have to define success. And then to get to your question, you have to plan for that to happen. You have to do it in all aspects of your life. And I think that that was kind of where Start Planner kind of took off and really found like a niche. Instead of just planning your schedule, you're you're focusing on your goals, you're focusing on financials, you're focusing on your health. All of these things work together in tandem. They don't work alone, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Totally does. Um, So I think that you have to constantly be assessing. And and when you set these goals, those are the things that you should be doing on your day-to-day, you know, action steps and in your schedule that align back with these things. Um, And, you know, that is what is going to set yourself up to success. And how often should you plan? You should plan every single day. You know, once a month, you need to sit down and set up your, you know, monthly financials, your monthly budgeting, your monthly marketing, your monthly, you know, what am I going to do from a health perspective this month? Every week, you should be thinking about grocery list. If I'm, if I'm going to shop on Sunday and what are we going to have to eat? Because what are you doing at lunchtime if you're hungry? Drinking coffee. (laughs) (laughs) If you're a photographer, yes. Yeah, welcome to my world. If you're a photographer, you're waking up at what, 11 o'clock and you're drinking coffee? No, you have kids. But, you know, photographers inevitably don't have a lot of work-life balance because they don't have a set schedule. Mm -hmm. And that's part of it too, setting a schedule and planning for that and planning on what days you're going to be focusing on what so that you are efficient as possible and creating workflows for all of them. Yeah. So then uh, bullet point, break this down real quick. What are some of the key categories that you, um, that you focus on creating, uh, uh, creating a plan for a uh, business perspective or life? Cause this, could uh, be- no, no, no. Yeah. Let's, let's hit them all. Like, so even, even as you're looking at start planner, what are the, the key things that you're helping? Or if you were to sit down and begin to, to coach or mentor someone, what are the kind of like the key aspects uh, of their life and business are you looking for kind of plan? And, and let's go like, obviously there's all kinds of subcategories and individual niches, right. That we could be focusing it on. But if we could kind of hit the big, the main bullet points. I think that, uh, I mean, there's, like you said, I mean, there's spiritual, there's, mm-hmm. um, relationships, there's health. I mean, there's so many that you, you, that you can talk about, but I always ask people, what is their top three? 
Mm-hmm. Because what I think people get caught up in is your top, your, what are your top three? And then I think that you should focus on one. I think that you should pick one and then the first four hours of your day should be governed by that. Meaning um, that if my book, my book right now is my focus. So the first four hours of my day from a work perspective is governed by me working on this book, me researching for this book. And meetings can be in the afternoon. Um, Other things can happen on different times. I can focus on financials and reconciliation and all the other things I need to do as a business person that afternoon. But I am the most fresh that that morning because I, I always use the analogy of this. If you're driving a race car and say you've got four goals and they're all at the start line, if you're getting in that first car and you're driving it for 30 minutes and then you're getting in the next car and you're driving it for 30 minutes and you're getting in the next car, you're driving it for 30 minutes. And this goes on through your eight hour workday. Mm -hmm. You're multitasking is what you're doing. But if I'm going to get in the car and I'm going to drive for four hours solid in that first car and I've taken the, the appropriate breaks that I need to make sure that I'm mentally focused while doing that, who's going to win? Yeah. The person that is focused, the person that is focusing. And then once what happens is once you complete that goal, then you go to the next one. Mm -hmm. And I do think that you can, you know, people, when I use that analogy, you can do multiple things at the same time. Um, meaning, you know, I can be working on building a house, which is a personal project that we're doing. Um, and also still doing the book in the office. Um, and you know, what you do is like if if a goal is to get healthier. Um, and I'm, you know, I, I don't think that a goal should be to get healthy. A goal should be, I need to eliminate processed foods. I need to eliminate sugar and I need to stay hydrated more. Very specific. If that is your goal, once you've accomplished that, that's now part of your workflow workflow. That's now part of your life. Um, so then you can move on to the next one. So a lot of these things are all about creating healthy habits in your life and in your, and in your business so that you are continuing to be productive and efficient as possible. But the big key here is focusing. And I think that goes from a productivity standpoint, as far as planning, as well as from a business standpoint, because if you, from a business standpoint, and if you're focused, you have so much more capability to market. Let's say, okay, if I'm, if I'm a photographer and I'm focusing on, um, uh, weddings and babies and portrait photography and all this other stuff, where am I sticking an ad? Where am I marketing? What is my, of my website? I mean, we could talk about this all day long, um, but you know, those are kind of the things that, that I always talk about is making sure that you're focusing on, your goals and your planning for it and, and your business that you are also f- focused. Yeah. Jack of all trades, master of none. I, 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 man, I could talk all day about that as well. Uh, so here's the deal. I, let's get even more practical. Cause again, I want, I want to actually like, it's easy to say this stuff, but then to actually show up, uh, walk downstairs, go in your little side room or get out your laptop and, and then to dedicate the first four hours and all you keep getting is the dings in your inbox and, and the Facebook messages. Um, and you get the, the text from the bride who's like, where's my engagement session pictures or the notification that the fearless award submissions are due in an hour. Like, look, how do you have any, any suggestions and for how you create and carve out that mental space to, to stay actually on track, like, like to stay successful towards 
towards this? So I think you have to eliminate distractions. Um, I think that you set clear expectations with your team if you have a team mm-hmm. and setting a schedule. Um, and that's something I think that a lot of people talking. are aside. No, I think a lot of people are thinking of like their kids as their team, like setting reasonable expectations for their children. Don't bother yeah. me for four hours. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Go ahead. But if, but if you have your kids at home with you, you can't do that. I mean, I, for a long time, I worked, um, two days a week, um, part time. And then I, you know, shot on the weekends and I was home the other time. So I was, you know, nap time went down and it was, you know, productivity time was then, but, um, you know, I now work full time and, um, I'm in an office setting. So that's what I'm saying is creating a schedule is number one. Mm-hmm. Eliminate distractions is turning off, um, messages, turning off, you know, snake, staying off Facebook, staying off apps. You know, when I look at so many people and I feel like, God, they're doing social media so much better than me or they're, you know, we all do that. We all do the comparison game, but right. you know what? I don't, I honestly don't look at it that much. It's, it's not good for me and it's not productive for me. Um, and it's not, a, it's not a strength of mine and I'm okay with that. And that's knowing who you are, your strengths and the weaknesses and applying it to your life and to your business. Um, so, you know, setting a clear schedule, setting expectations with others that are involved with that schedule, um, and eliminating distractions. And then also making sure you have an actual space. So if you are that person that's working from home and you're pulling out your laptop and you're sitting on the couch and you're still in your PJs, like getting up, getting dressed, getting organized and motivated for the day. And then also exercising, making sure that eating nutritious stuff and exercising is part of your routine. Um, and getting a good night's sleep. There's so many studies that say, you know, if you're not, if you don't have a good night's sleep, you're not going to be as focused. You're not going to be on your game. Um, so making sure you're taking care of you. And I know that health is not a lot of times focused on in our photography industry, but it's so important. Yeah. Yeah. That should be another uh, podcast episode. I should do. I need to, Chris, if you got any pro tips, any recommendations for people to talk about health, let's do it. Um, okay. I love this. I love where we're going here. So now, um, I want to discuss kind of the process of reverse engineering your big goals because I talk to so many photographers and they give me these kind of BS uh, ideas. They're like ideas of goals. They're like the it's like impressionism. It's like the it's like the idea of a painting or, or whatever, right? So like, look, my goal is to be successful. My goal is to get booked up. My goal is to make enough money to pay the bills. Like, I and I don't think that's that's strong enough. And so we've already kind of addressed the fact you have to be really specific. And so if your goal is to book you know, uh, 30 weddings in a year or to make $75,000. Do you have any suggestions on how to reverse engineer that to actually begin to think through the small kind of breakdown of what does it look like to accomplish that goal? Because I think we look at that goal and we're just like, I don't know. How do I, I got to book 30 weddings. Now what? I want to make $75,000. Now what? I want to build a vacation home. Now what? How do you break that down? All right. So remember in third grade, when you were taught how to make a smart goal? I was homeschooled. (laughs) So your mom didn't teach you how to make a smart goal. (laughs) So, you know, it's gotta be, it's gotta be a smart goal. It's gotta be something that is specific. Um, You know, it's measurable, it's Mm -hmm. attainable. Um, All these things have to be done. So give me a scenario and I'll I'll tell you how it can be a smart goal. Cause I think that as photographers, what are we, we're mostly visual. So tell me a goal that you hear a lot and I'll make it smart. 
here we go. The like the main the main issue. Ooh, actually, I'm going to go a different route. Look, I think I, I I ask photographers this question all the time. And the two top things are, of course, how do I get more clients? How do I book more? But the other one that I hear that I want to talk about with you, Christy, is I struggle with confidence. I lack self esteem, maybe in my in my own personal life, but in my work or or whatever. So uh, I would like to grow my confidence. Um. Okay. So I feel like. That's a goal, but it, but it's not what, why or why? Um, okay. So I'm I'm acting like this is you. So just play along with me. So why? Of course, of course. Um, I think for most photographers, it's because they're not charging enough for their work due to their lack of self-esteem. They're not actually, um, valuing their self accordingly. So they'd like to ultimately raise their prices, but they struggle with confidence to do that. Okay. So you're telling me the goal here is you want to, so an action step is maybe to be more competent, but the goal here is to make more money. Uh, yeah, yeah. Goal would be to, to make more money. Okay. So um, when do you want to make more money by? Uh, end of 2017. So, you know, uh, yeah, end of 2017. Do you, how much are you currently making? And how much do you want to increase this revenues for? Let's say I'm currently making twenty thousand, and I would like to start bringing in forty-five thousand. Okay, so we are going to go really aggressive. We're going to go at least a a fifty percent increase. Mm-hmm. So that's I like it. Um, so that would be your goal. Your goal would be by the end of twenty seventeen, I want to bring my income from twenty thousand dollars to forty-five thousand dollars. Okay, so then we break it down into action steps. How are we going to make this happen? We're going to make this happen by increasing the marketing of, of by allocating resources to marketing. That might be one. If you have the luxury to be able to allocate resources to marketing, if you don't, how can you do that in a way that you can allocate your services and your time? You know, if you're someone that's a wedding photographer, instead of paying a venue to promote you, could you be reaching out to that venue and shooting their venue and a, at a mocked up bride and making postcards for them with their information at the very, very bottom, it says really small images by such and such. And they're handed out to brides. You are you having lunches with these people and creating relationships? Mm-hmm. So marketing would be one aspect to do that. Actually, that's, that's probably the main, the other one would be to look at your budget and to set a monthly budget from a marketing perspective and from a cost perspective. Do you know how much you're spending per month on your dues and subscriptions? What are your, what are your fixed operating costs? What are your variable? Uh, so, you yes. You know I mean, this is all hypothetical. So let's say, sure. This is hypothetical. He's like, I'm verifying this is hypothetical. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's, let's say thousand dollars from the, with, well, again, I'm thinking, okay, so. Okay. So you're right now, you're, I'm going to stop you there. You're, yeah. You don't know this off the top of your head. So an action step would be to know, and I know this is all hypothetical. It's just all good. It's all good. <laughs> um, another action step would be to know your numbers. Mm-hmm. From a business perspective, I'm sorry, photographers, and I know that the business is something that might scare you. It's something that I love. But if you don't know your numbers, you are blindly driving a business and you're never going to get to that attainable success of a money number if that is a goal. Mm-hmm. So another action step would be to know your numbers, to understand them, to know what are your fixed marketing costs and what are your variable. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so another and final action step would be, um, how can you increase your own, um, education in order to, you know, uh, better yourself? Is there anything that you could be doing to learn? Because I think that, you know, from a business perspective, a lot of times photographers both focus on, I'm going to get my photography better. I'm going to get my photography better. I'm going to get my photography better. But if you're not spending the time and growing yourself overall and from a business perspective, um, so not only knowing your numbers, but knowing how to allocate a marketing budget and how to apply these different things and how to measure them and how to see where growth is. And are you setting yearly growth for your different aspects of your business? Your marketing is your social media channels. Your marketing is your newsletter. And if you're not building and creating a newsletter list, I would encourage you to do it. And you might say, I'm a photographer. I don't need to. (laughs) You do. Because right now it's Instagram. What was it five years ago? Facebook. Okay. And what was it before that? Uh, email. Um, oh, was it MySpace? I don't know. I wasn't around. <laughs> I wasn't either. Um, what was it? What was it before that? I mean, it was like, it's, it's word of mouth and it's that, you know, the word of mouth and personal relationships. Um, but newsletter is, or email is something that's not going to be going away. So if that's another thing, if you're not building a list and creating that list now, um, encouraging you to invest in a MailChimp or a constant contact, or, um, you know, there's a bunch of different ones and making sure that you start that now. Yeah. I love this. I love how you kept digging. I love how, you know, like even the idea of, of, of confidence, it wasn't actually the root thing that I was trying to solve, you know, and, and continuing to push. I wish that I, you know, you could sit down with every single listener and they could tell you the thing and then you could be like, no, <laughs> and then, then to dig deeper and dig deeper. It was so great to continue to refine that and, and really finesse things down. This is exciting. So, um, I have a question. How, uh, how does, and maybe, maybe it doesn't, I'm not sure, but how does start planner help someone actually ascertain these type of things? So, um, it focuses on those different aspects of your life. Um, so it does the, the beginning part of the planner is focusing on these goals. It's asking you these questions. Mm-hmm. I feel like we all like, you know, methodically say, Oh, let's do make new year's resolutions. I'm going to do this. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to make more money. I'm going to, but do you actually sit down and write actionable steps and put them on a calendar and assess them often? You don't. Do you pay attention to your finances? You know, a lot of times we get busy and I, I do it as well. Um, I'm a numbers person and I get really busy with my business and I forget to look at my monthly budgets for my personal and we overspend for a month or we, you know, it's important to focus on all these things. And that's kind of what Start Planner does is it's a book um, that you need to, it reminds you of all these different aspects that you need to focus on, that you must focus on. And of course there's apps for different um, aspect of these things, but I feel like an app is out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, let's talk about that. Why paper over digital? I feel like it's what I just said. It's out of sight, <laughs> mind, and I also feel like there's so much to be said from the mind writing it down and putting it to paper. It becomes it so much more concrete. It's a lot harder to erase and to make ink go away than it is to hit a delete button mm-hmm. yeah. on a screen. And yeah. it's you know again, it's if it's not sitting right in front of you, um, it's something that you might not focus on for that day. And I I feel like from a creative's perspective we're visual. We're people that want to see and map out and plan our day. And when we get stuff done, it feels so good to, you know, mark those things out and see accomplishments, um, that you might not be seeing otherwise. 
Yeah. Have you read uh, Robert Caldini's um, Influence? I have not. You should check that out. He talks a lot about um, the way that we're influenced in, in subtle or in major ways. And one of the things he has an entire chapter dedicated to um, how how when things are physical, whether this be ink on paper or whatever it may be, the the, the commitment level, how that changes the way that your brain uh, interprets and holds you accountable to those uh, to those choices and to those things that you've actually put on paper. It's it's, it's fascinating. It's one of my favorite books. I, I highly, highly recommend it. It's probably actually one of my favorites. Um, yeah. You guys actually, quick little action step. Go check that out too. Uh, influence as you're, as you're working on all this stuff. I love this. Okay. Um, so then uh, I guess from here, um, you know, I want to leave the audience with something super practical. I think we've been, we've been able to kind of give a lot of uh, takeaways from this, but um, to the photographer who's listening right now, we're early in the year, you know what, we're hitting March. Actually, goodness, we're in March. Um, we're in March, right? There still is this small window of booking for 2017. And so if, for the photographer who's trying to get their year uh, in place, and whatever that means to them, I don't know. Um, they're trying to get their year in place. Um, what what would be the main thing that they should do once they get home uh, or to the office or to the coffee shop? What should be the main thing that they do in order to make uh, make their 2017 what they want it to be? I think that, um, all of it can be overwhelming. Yeah. Um, and like I that think- real quick, real quick, that little thing that you took me through where you were like, and how much I want to go 20 to 45 and what's your, this and that. And, you know, like, I think that right there probably just made people's hearts like beat out of their chest. Cause they were going yep. through that with you and they were like, Oh, F. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So a lot of it can be overwhelming. Yeah. So, um, the one takeaway that I would, I would, I would say would be to clearly define your goals, make them smart. Mm-hmm. And if it's something where your heart is beating out of your chest, find a resource, find someone else mm-hmm. that can help hold you accountable, can help understand, dissect it. If numbers is not your strong point, find a bookkeeper that can help explain it. Um, because the bottom line is you're a business owner. In order to succeed as a business owner, you've got to do these things. Um, and it's it's overwhelming. And I think that um, sometimes we get stuck at not starting. And you just have to start. You yeah. just have to roll up the sleeves and hustle. I love it. I love it. Uh, this, this made me want to ask one more question because you just said it. You said, look, we're, we are business owners. We are not just photographers. And I think that's a big mental shift that uh, a lot of people have not made yet. I think a lot of photographers have not made yet. Um, do you have any advice for how to make that mental shift occur in your life? Um, I do think that a really creative, a really talented person, a business can follow, but I don't think a business will be efficient as it can be without that shift. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say it again. You are a business person first. There's not there. I mean, if, if you're not making the shift, I'm going to say it one more time. You're a business person first. It's what you got. It's what you got to believe. Mm-hmm. It's what it is. It's what, you know, and I, and I think that there's this huge thing in our industry, right? That it's like, uh, they, they, they shine down on people that are business people first. You're a business person first. And your creative talent and your ability and what you get to do is awesome. But make sure you're spending the time and focusing your energy and your efforts and your resources to making sure you're efficient, to making sure you're productive so that you can 
do this thing that you love and create, you know, create a job around a passion, create a career around something that you love and you get to call it your work. Yeah. That's ultimately like happiness right there. Yeah. Full circle, girl. We just, yeah. came, we just came full circle. I freaking love it. Christy, yeah. uh, this has been fantastic. Look, I want everyone to know, like, I'm not, I'm going to cut straight to it, by the way. This is not some sponsored episode. I like want everyone to know where they can go to go and get a start planner in their life. Because I really think, no, I don't just think, I know, I know how important this is for you to see growth, to actually put this stuff to paper, to write the stuff down, to have prompts. Because like you just said, there's so many things, but to have something that actually prompts you, that says like, hey, what, you know, asking you questions along the way that are things you're not even aware of, things you're not even thinking about. I, I once again, I just want, I want every one of my listeners to have this in their hands. So let's just cut straight to it. Where can people find uh, Start Planner and more about you? Um, startplanner.com, pretty mm-hmm. simple, straightforward. And more about me is at christydickerson.com. Um, I will warn you, um, I think we are sold out of everything, but... <laughs> <laughs> So we do have a mid, we have a, a, a beginning of the year line and we have a mid year line, but we're sold out of everything but hustle daily and hustle business. Yeah. Um, but hustle business, hustle daily business is what I use and is what is perfect for entrepreneurs. Um, but there's not many left of those. So um, nice. if you know if it's all gone, um, we will start rolling out a new line mid mid year line in April. Nice. You should start, um, you should just start offering like trapper keepers with like a ream of paper and like a number two pencil as a substitute for the time being (laughs) until you get your stock. (laughs) I don't know. And that's something that, you know, from a business perspective, we've got to, we've got to get better at, you know, understanding our supply and demand, but it's just, we're still still figuring it out. So yeah, we're good. still doing the hustle as well. Yeah. Growing pains. Christy, this has been really fun. Uh, you've, uh, I think you've challenged a lot of people, myself and, and, uh, and this is where growth happens. And so I appreciate you. I appreciate you taking the time to come on. I know you're, you're busy and you got things going on. And so it means the world, uh, to me and the audience. So thanks again, girl. Awesome. Thanks for having me. I hope you guys took a ton away from that. Please, you guys, Big action point here, commit your goals uh, to paper. Actually write this stuff down, have it in front of you, put it on a sticky note and and put it on your computer screen or your mirror in the morning, but see these goals every single day. You guys, I want to be someone who helps you accomplish your goals and you don't just have to wait uh, for the weekly podcast to go live. Look, every single weekday, Monday through Friday, I'm on Facebook Live over at the Six Figure Photography Facebook page, doing daily videos for you guys to help you show up and move the needle, to give you that little extra push that it takes to grow your business. And so tune in with me there if you can't join, or if rather you don't want to wait until the next week of the Six Figure Photography Podcast. You guys, thank you so much again for listening. I will see you next week or over on Facebook. Cheers.